Um, but Joe Biden for, forgave student debt uh, this week. Um, if you make if you make under one hundred twenty five thousand dollars, you can get ten thousand dollars of your federal student loan debt forgiven. You got Pell grants, you would get twenty thousand of your Pell grants forgiven. Um, I don't know what a Pell grant is. I think that, <laughs> I mean, they, you know, obviously the, the the Republicans, you know, Daily Wire and all people, they 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 tore that up, um, and it's kind of indefensible once you once you hear the Democrats explain what they're doing. Like you can tell that this is a political play, right? And but this hits a chord with me, right? We talk about striking a chord. This strikes a chord with me on two different on two different things. One, you pay back your debts, like you from the beginning of time, right? Because this this is not and and you know they went to the constitutionality of this because. You know, he can't, they actually have the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, saying a year ago that the president doesn't have the power to forgive student loan debt. And now they're doing it. Um, because they found, they found a loophole in the HEROES Act of 2003, which was for 9-11, to say in, in, the, in the case of a national emergency, you can forgive some student loan debt. Now, COVID was not as big of a national mercy as 9-11. I think we can all kind of agree to that. Mm. It, well, I don't know. I that we had to be, we had to, we had to lock down. We had to shut down. But did we have to? No, yeah, yeah. And then I know, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't as big, a, but the the actions that we took, yeah, we thought it was, even though it may have been, may not have been. Right. So, but to compare a terrorist attack to an airborne to an airborne pandemic is, is not the same thing. And so, you know. That strikes a chord because, again, it's, were y'all not there on 9-11? Like, again, I, I would, you know, we were young, but I remember, no, young, yeah, yeah. I, I remember the first, the first time you went to the airport after 9-11, oh, you couldn't bring, you couldn't bring nothing on there. Like, those measures are still in place 20 years later. Like, like. Come on, don't do that. But again, if you if you got a hundred thousand dollars in student debt and now you got ninety thousand dollars student debt, what did you really do? Well, like you still gotta pay the debt back. And you know, they say, okay, well, when we do it, we're gonna also, you know, end the, the pause on the student debt repayments. So that'll offset the money. I, I was talking to my mom. Well, I, I was talking to somebody. Um, I think I was talking to my mom. And we were talking about, you know, canceling student debt or whatever. And I heard something on, on the Daily Wire that was like, a lot of these people in Congress, they've never worked in corporate America. 
Like they've been kind of career loan politicians. Mm. So they don't they may not understand that like just you cancel debt, that doesn't mean it goes away. Mm. That means somebody else has to pay for it. That's not you. Right? Again, I, I happen to to work at a bank. Mm-hmm. So I know about charge-offs and, and write-offs. When people are unable to repay their debts, the bank has to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So the government has to pay for it, which means the taxpayers, the people who don't have debt, have to pay for the people who did have debt. Why am I paying for somebody else's debt that you're not using correctly? Mm. Or like how and, and and I think it might have been Matt Walsh that said something in it, and I wanted to get your specific thoughts on that. He said, if you think that this is okay, then you can never say anything about equity or justice ever again. And I wanted to push back, but I can't. Because we're, we've now said that you can go to school, you can go to college. You know, most of the people who have student debt that was, that was fully repaid didn't graduate. Right? Because, again, most, most of the student debt is held by graduate students. So $10,000 in debt is not, in debt forgiveness, is not going to repay somebody who had to take loans to get to grad school. Nor are they qualified they're because they're, they're probably making more than one hundred twenty-five thousand a year. To say that too, yeah. but you know, you didn't graduate, and it's like if you think that that's fair—that somebody who paid off their loans or somebody who didn't go to college and, and instead went to trade school mm-hmm. has to now subsidize somebody who went to college and didn't finish, or went to college and majored in something that's not making no money. Mm-hmm. You can't, you are removed from the equity and justice and fairness conversation. Is that accurate? So well, how would you push back on that? Because I kind of I agree, you know, I'm rolling with, the, with, with what he said. No, I, I'm rolling with it too. But you said you wanted to push back. How, how, because how would I, you have? Well, because, you know, I mean, when we talk about other forms of inequality or other forms of of, okay. of, of of injustice. Like, are we saying that I don't I don't think it's transferable in this sense because, you know, if there's racial discrimination, the people who aren't racially discriminated aren't necessarily paying for the racial discrimination of somebody else. Right? Like if somebody goes to, you know, Whatever, ounce of weed, you know, Brittany Griner situation, right? Let's say that, that happened in America. Mm. Oh, this is racist. Well, nobody else is directly mm. paying for that situation mm-hmm. like this is. So this is more unfair. No, I think I think okay, it I is. Yeah. yeah, I think it is it's more egregious. That's why I that's why I ended up agreeing with because I was like, wait, now this is way worse than that. It's way worse than Brittany Griner. Yeah. Right? Because again, you're you're taking money. I think they said, you know, it added about it added an extra two thousand dollars in tax burden to every American. They just added a two thousand dollar bill yeah. to every American. Right. And that's a yearly bill. Well, no, that that's just what because this is like a one time thing. Right. And 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 then that's kind right, of I got you. 
yeah, and that, and that kind of leads me to like the next, the next part of this little, you know, diatribe that I have here is that when are people going to get sick of symptomatic solutions? Solutions that only address the symptoms, that don't address the root problem. Okay, you just forgave, again, I think it's, it's, it's 43 million people who, who are eligible to have their student loans. Regime. I think they, it was something like $1.7 yeah. $1. trillion dollars yeah. in, in student loan forgiveness. Yeah. Anybody college tuition go down? Like, they, they have the debt because the colleges are, are charging an arm and a leg for this. And that we have, you know, and, and I didn't even, I've never heard this term. But we have, now we have degree inflation, credentialism of jobs that now that you can do technically without a college degree, you now need a college degree to do. You need a college degree to be an executive assistant. Why? When did that change? I mean, well, it's it's kind of the, the inflationary right. thing. Like, if you, I guess if you... Go to college, then that proves you're you're smart enough to be to an executive assistant, which I don't believe that's true. Um, you don't you don't need any. There's not a college course that can prepare you to be a executive assistant. It's not. Um, but it's like again. So now everything needs a college degree, which then dilutes the value of a college degree. Because now if you want to separate yourself, right, you want to separate yourself back in the day, you had a college degree, oh, that's the extra qualification. But now if you're forcing everybody to college degrees, now you got to go back and get the second degree, which adds to student debt. And it also adds to the dependence upon colleges. So you, you're keeping the demand high so they can raise the prices. Because they're saying, well, we don't have the supply. We can't house all these people. They can't stay on campus. So if we want to have, we want to increase a freshman class and have people come to college, we got to charge more because now we need more, well, we need more teachers, right? We need more classes. We need more dormitories. We need more food for the, for the dining hall, right? So it's like, okay, you add the dependence of, so now you're, you're exacerbating the problem by canceling student debt. That I have to now pay for. Mm. I being I being the taxpayer who doesn't have any student debt. Mm-hmm. So you just keep adding that burden on me because again, if you did it one time, what you gonna do in what you gonna do in ten years? Now there's precedent set. Yeah. Again, it's already if you don't pay your student loans off in twenty years, they're automatically forgiven. It's written off. So you you don't get to the to the issue, you don't get to the root issue. But then also you you increase your dependence upon the government. So now if the government can step in and they can start forgiving student loans, which is going to increase people, they're saying, bro, we just we can go to college and we can take our student loan because at some point we just hold on enough, they're gonna forgive it. That's dangerous. But what's even more dangerous is then the government can they can they can they can have that control over the education system to just create good workers for the government. 
again, they already taking the innovation out of the schools. They already taking, they already taking the, you know, again, I've, I've talked at length with you personally about what I think is wrong with the education system, mm-hmm. right? That it doesn't, it doesn't help young people with their aim. Mm-hmm. Well, because the government's not built to do that. The government is built to say, what do, what do people need? Let's supply it. So now you're going to have even less of a choice of what you want to do, which is what you keep telling me that you're doing all the social justice stuff for. It's because we want to be able to live our lives in a certain way. Well, not if the not if the state is directing your education because they're paying for it. So see, like that that debt cancellation ain't free. Mm-hmm. Any debt that you get is not free. It's it's you are allowing something to own you. Mm-hmm. You're allowing them to dictate you. So do you want the government to dictate your education? You shouldn't want them to do that. And again, this this ideological shift from being individual to being collective, that's what you're talking about. And, and people, what, what I think people fail to understand is when you become a collectivist society, it increases discrimination. Right? I heard somebody say this. How do you, how do you level the playing field without leveling the players? Right, so again, let's take something like equal pay. Okay, equal pay for equal work, right? So we say, okay, the same, let's just use male, let's use male and female, men, man and woman, right? You say, okay, if they're doing the same work for the same job, they should get paid the same, okay? So what is equal? Do they have to be equally qualified? How do you determine that? Okay, so that means that this person's college degree from this school has to be equal to this person's college degree from this school. Or this person's working experience has to be equal to this person's working experience, which means the two companies have to be equal. So if you if you if you flatten the playing field and you flatten the players, then the only thing that I that chooses one person over another is discriminatory. Mm. The only thing if if I have a man and woman, they're exactly the same. The only reason I would choose the man over the woman is because the man is a man. Which is the opposite right. of what you tell me that you want. Right, and we'll, you know, we'll probably dive into it a little bit deeper uh, later on, or you know, we may we may come back to it. But that's why there may not be a difference between inequality and diversity. Because you can't f- equalize the playing field without equalizing the players. In the moment something is equal, then there's no diversity other than what I can see, other than your physical characteristics, mm-hmm. which then every hiring practice would be discriminatory. The only reason I'm choosing this black man over this white man is because the black man is black. Because they're equal. Right. They're the same. They're the same. And then, like, do you want to be the same as anybody else? Because again, what what are we what are we hiring people for? Okay, are you a good fit for the team? How do you determine that people are the same? That means they have similar or the same temperament, personality. Mm. 
So then there's not internal characteristics that, that are different that I can choose from and say, this person's got more of this, this person's got more of that, because you're trying to equalize everything. What's left? No, oh, well, me. Me and a black person on the team, so I'm going to choose him. Me and a white person, I'm going to choose him. We don't have the Asian quota, so I'm going to choose her. The female to male ratio is, is kind of off. So I'm going to choose the female. All of that is discrimination. So then... Do you, so you don't have a problem with discrimination. You have a problem with your, your place in the discrimination. Mm. So then that invalidates your entire argument because now your argument is not being made because discrimination is bad. It's because discrimination effect on you is perceived bad. So be careful how socialist, how collectivist, how reliant on the government you want to be. Because again, there are people in the Democratic Party, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, that want to cancel all student debt. (laughs) And it's because they believe in an economic theory where it's just money doesn't matter. Money has no real value. You just print more. Because again, you, you think about it, right? Like you think about a person. If you were broke, and we said, bro, you, you know how you know you cannot be broke, bro. If you just invested, that wouldn't make any sense. It would make even less sense to say you're broke, somebody owes you money, but you're not you're not gonna go get it from them, even though they got it. But you still want to spend more money. That's what we tell our country to do. We got a national debt of a, you know, of multiple trillions of dollars. And Joe Biden just canceled $1.7 trillion. That's owed to them. You owe me $1.7 trillion. I'm already in debt another $10 trillion, But I'm going to say, nah, don't worry about it. How does that make sense? So I just want to slippery slope, man. Slippery slope. Again, just don't pay your debt. Pay your debt. Yeah. I, I if you don't, if you don't want to pay the debt, then don't. Then, then you have to make the decision beforehand. They try to compare it to the PPP loan. It's like, nah, you can't compare those things. No, you can't compare those. They're trying to say, well, if the PPP, if we can give small businesses loans, then why can't we cancel? Student debt, and it's like, well, because y'all was telling the small business to not go to work. Exactly. Nobody's telling you, nobody's, nobody's telling you not to take out a student loan, or nobody's telling you to take out a student loan. You're deciding to do that because you want to go to a college that's beyond your means, with no scholarship. Again, you're not getting a scholarship to go play sports. We're not getting a, and that's why, that's why I'm, that's why I've been on my don't pay college athletes. Because college athletes never have to go through that. That right there is a benefit that. That right there is a benefit that that ninety eight percent of college people don't have to worry about. How am I going to pay for this? Mm. That's not. We gonna get off that. We gonna get off soapbox. 
You have anything you want to add to that? No, the debt the debt per taxpayer is at two hundred forty four thousand currently. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, nothing about that. Yeah. Okay, anything about that? <laughs>